0: Welcome to the Joyful Miles Podcast, the podcast that's all about inspiring you to enjoy life one mile at a time. I'm your host, Rob, and joining us this week we have Jackie.
1: Hi, everyone. And Laura. Hey, everybody.
0: And our special guest this week is friend of the show, Chris Savio. And hi, say hello, Chris.
2: Hello, Chris. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: so good. <laughs> He's such a good Sorry, guest. That's why we always have him on.
2: <laughs> he
0: he
1: was our first, too. He was. Oh.
0: Um, for our very first episode, I love it Uh, anyway. So, um, he's going to be here to talk about, um, his training and specifically using a running coach and something I'm very interested in learning more about and something a lot of us probably haven't considered. So very uh, interested to see what he has to say about that. But ladies last week when we released our, um, may the fourth be with you episode, uh, for the star Wars, uh, dark side weekend, um, run Disney came out and announced that next year's theme is going to be a little different. And so instead of it being a dark side race, it's going to be a rivalry uh, race weekend in which people can choose between joining the dark side or the light side. Mm.
3: What do you think about next year's theme? I like it. Just something different. Anytime they, any changes I kind of like, it gives you more opportunities for costumes and medals and I don't know, makes it fun. Plus I did dark side now. So I want to do light side yeah. and I don't want to have to wait for Disneyland races to return.
1: So I think that's kind of neat. Well, you know, I'm always someone one who's very hesitant to change and all curmudgeony, but then I come around and say, Oh, okay. I like it. So I guess I'll go ahead and say that I like it for now. So I don't waste time. And I smell a spinner metal coming. Yes. yes. Yeah, have dark side dark. Dark. That would be awesome. That would be great. Because I can't yeah. imagine them like having different medals for each side. That would just be, you know, a nightmare for them.
2: Logistically, a choosing yeah. a side, yeah, that would yeah. Be crazy.
0: <laughs> Bit of a strategy in it, though, right? Like you're kind of, you, you know, what do you get a light side shirt? Do You get a dark side shirt? Like how is that going to work? Like do you have to like, you know, be, have that kind of, you know, foresight to, to think about who you're going to join? But uh, I I like that they can kind of change up the themes. Uh, they've been doing it more and more. We saw it uh, with uh, Princess. We saw it with. Uh, Wine and dine. We've seen it with uh, when they had the Disneyland races. They changed up the Dumbo Double Dare, so they they can kind of insert it and change it up. And I think that it keeps it interesting and keeps people coming back for more. Uh, Chris, you haven't done Dark Side yet, uh, and you're not much of a Star Wars fan, are you?
2: Not a huge Star Wars guy. So I, I just I, I I watched and just was you know had the FOMO of just not being down there. Right. I'm not I'm not against Star Wars, uh, but not it's not like the, the tops on my list. I I do think for something like this would be. They could probably, the merchandise and the shirts could actually be kind of cool. Like if they have the the two sides on them or stuff, they could, they want to push it again, creative. They probably could. Yeah. Yeah. And they probably
0: will. Uh, The other thing that kind of, the other aspect that goes with this is they are returning to the virtual runs again next year as part of the Kessel Run, uh, which tells us the Disneyland races are not going to be back at least in the foreseeable future uh, and certainly not next year. Um, And, you know, what does everybody think about these virtual runs? Um, Do we want to see more of this incorporated with the current races they have?
3: I'm not a huge fan of them. I did do it for Star Wars only because I love that Millennium Falcon medal. Mm-hmm. But I kind of have it
1: now, so I don't think I – I don't know if I would do it again. Yeah, I wouldn't either. And I have to confess that I didn't run the half. I didn't run the virtual. I'm so- <laughs> done. I have to get that off my chest.
0: We're going to say Seven Hail Marys. Oh, yes.
3: wow. Yeah, I think I tallied like – Five miles in a week and said that counted. So. so am
0: I really the only one that actually went out and ran a half marathon one? day?
1: Probably Rob. You're, you're
3: the good. weather was terrible. Like know, there was no listen. way. Well, you're better than us. The,
2: the Virtual runs. I mean, I, I understand the appeal to some people that if they want to do it with their families, they can't get down there. It's, it's an expense, obviously. And it's cool for the medals. I just wish that they would do it in the vein of like, yeah, we're going to give a significant chunk to charity. Daniel. Right most virtual runs are for charity and and that's just the one unfortunate thing that I don't it, it's just a clear kind of you know pay for this medal and and we'll pocket the money
1: which I, is do, yeah. I
0: do have to say you know in lieu of them not having Disneyland races, I like that they're adding this element to it as a way to kind of i guess give us something else
1: pacifies for a little bit, yeah you
0: know because you had the coast to coast challenges, you had um the, the allure you know obviously of the Kessel run was one of them. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind them seeing, like, kind of partnering each race in that regard um, until the Disneyland races come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but typically, I'm not a huge virtual race guy either. So, uh, But if I was doing the, the Star Wars weekend, I would, I, would, I, would, I would no question do the, the Kessel Run again because it, they were great medals. They were
2: good medals this year. You love the bling.
0: Yeah, it's we do. <laughs>
2: I'm surprised people haven't yet, and who knows, maybe the people will start doing it, like, there are large, obviously, run Disney communities out there. You know, in general, I'm surprised some haven't like organized weekends to be like, "Hey, let's all go to Disneyland and run our virtual run together, like around Anaheim." Like, I'm surprised. That would be cool. That would be that, yeah.
3: And speaking of that, I guess it would be perfect time to bring it up. Um, they are doing the summer shorts virtual runs this summer, and I do know someone asked on the Joyful Miles Running Club, which is our Facebook group, um, about possibly trying to do that where. Not necessarily together, but everyone run at the same day. Um, So if that's something that interests you and you want to, like, run with other people or the same day as everybody for your virtual shorts, you might want to check that out.
0: I think we had every intention of doing that for the the Star Wars virtual Uh run this year, but the weather was too bad.
3: (laughs) I think March 11th was the day we were all supposed to do it, and nobody got on the computer that day because we were (laughs) like...
1: We gave so much thought to that.
3: Too. <laughs> it's You're like now. snowing out I'm like
1: You're
3: no <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I have to ask a quick question though going back to the Star Wars topic what side are you guys going to pick if you ran it would you be dark side or light side light side dark side no side no. <laughs> would you I, say- I would
2: probably do dark side
1: I would do my you? side just because, first of all, I have to match Jackie's costume. And <laughs> second, we just did dark. So I would want to do light for this one. I
2: agree. I mean, I think it'd be cool. Like, they're probably going to see a lot of people dressed up with, like, half costumes. like Yeah. When they have yeah, their body mm-hmm.
3: yeah that's, that would be cool. Like, the, did you ever see the football jerseys where they'll have, like, on one half, yes. the, whole, the one side and then the other? That's, that's what I bet. Yeah. There's that's our so costume, awesome. Jackie. There you go. <laughs> That would be some work.
1: <laughs> I think that's out of our element. Yeah, it's out of our school range.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll have to commission that one out. Uh, but anyway, in order to train for all these races that we want to keep running, um, the training is the big the big part of this. And, and Chris, um, I, I'm very eager to get into this because um, it, this is something I'd heard of before, and I, I just personally can't commit to it, at least for not right now. But when you think about trying to improve and uh, get better, get faster, get stronger. Um, you went out and got yourself a running coach. So I want to kind of walk down, like, so first of all, how did you even consider running, finding, you know, you know, enlisting a running coach? How did you find one? And, and what is your expectation kind of, kind of w- with utilizing one? So let's let's start with the very first uh, piece. So how did you consider using a running coach in the first place?
2: Um, yeah, so I think it goes back to a lot of this just stemmed from my Chicago marathon hitting my, not hitting my goal a few years ago, and, and my, I guess, internal stubbornness of uh, not wanting to, to fail, I guess, uh, in the sense of not meeting my goal, and so kind of looking back on that, I the, the primary thing that I thought about during my training was just skipping some midweek maintenance runs and things like that. Like, I incorporated, I, I did a training plan that did incorporate different types of runs and things, not the diversity that I'm doing now, but we can get into that a little bit, but, um, the idea was really just to, to hold myself more accountable. And, and maybe there wasn't something, you know, that, that maybe there was something that I was missing from either nutrition standpoint or the way I was training. Um, and that's really, was, was really just to give myself the best shot of achieving the, the arbitrary goal that I had, had set myself for the next year.
0: I wouldn't say it's arbitrary. I mean, you <laughs> you, want, you wanted to run a marathon in, in under four hours. And, and when you did Chicago, you came pretty close. You weren't that far off, right? Uh, yeah, eight 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 and a half, uh, nine, nine minutes off. Yeah. So, yeah, on pace and then
2: not on pace.
0: <laughs> now, on the surface, you know, somebody that's on a, the outside looking in says, well, that's not that far off. But when you think about the amount of work that it takes to
2: shave like 25 seconds marathon time, it's, it's huge. Yeah. 25 seconds a mile, yeah. It's, 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 it's a lot of, it, yeah, it's a big... A big difference so um, yeah so that was really kind of the the driver behind it was okay I knew I was gonna sign up for another full marathon um, and I was gonna just start doing it myself and my wife actually mentioned it to me I think she regrets it now but (laughs) she she, uh, (laughs) like hey why don't you look potentially at uh, a running coach and so um, started kind of looking around that
0: so how did you how did you find the running coach that you ended up using
2: um, so it was actually, again, thanks to, to Kim, to my wife to Um, so someone that she was following on, uh, on Instagram, um, that was actually a very strong runner in her own regard. So she had actually was the top placed, um, U S female in the Boston marathon three years ago in 2015. Um, and she had followed her. She's a pro runner for, um, Adidas. Um, and she had posted, some times of her runners that she had been training and improvements that they made. And uh, Kim shared it with me. She's like, maybe you should reach out to Neely. And I said, okay. Um, And we had a call, we chatted. I I gave her a little background on my goals and stuff like that. And, uh, and yeah, that was, that was really kind of it. What is her name? Uh, Neely Spence Gracie.
1: Okay. Great name too.
0: (laughs) So how did, so, how did you guys come to like an agreement? Like, so what does it look like? So when you, when you agreed to, to set up with a running coach, obviously there's a payment piece to it and there's a commitment piece to it. So <laughs> is it, you guys are going to connect every day, every other day? Like, what does that look like? She's going to say.
2: So, so basically, right. I mean, there's obviously, you know, all varieties of how you can engage with running coaches. And I know some people that have local ones that they go to from running studios in their neighborhoods and stuff like that. Um, this is obviously completely remote. Um, so I actually finally got to meet her in person just a couple weeks ago and she was actually in town to cheer people on for, for Boston. Um, but so everything was kind of completely virtual, but really we have regular kind of communications and check-ins, um, can call or set up calls if we want. We really just communicate kind of back and forth over, uh, comments within, uh, the, the running tool, uh, that we use and we can touch on that in a bit. But so the, the, the first piece of it though is like, Hey, you know, what, what is your goal? Like, what did you want to do? And I kind of lined out to her what happened before. And then I wanted to run sub four kind of where I was in the most recent race, which, um, had been a few weeks before. Um, and she said, that's, you know, what you're trying to do is it should be more than achievable. We can come up with a plan, you know, what do you want the, the plan to be? A 16 week, 18 week or 20 week, uh, kind of plan. Um, and I decided Why I want to go with the 20, might as well give myself the, the most fighting chance. Um, and so what, what she does is it's not really a, um, just a static training plan. So what she'll do is she'll put out, you know, a week and a half or two weeks of my runs um, and then adjust them based off of prior performance and kind of how I'm feeling um, and things like that. So uh, that, that's kind of the, the ongoing. So I'll only see as far as kind of two weeks out what my runs are potentially going to be.
0: And the purposes of like setting up your runs, like you said, it's, it's not like run eight miles this day, run six miles that day. There's more to it, right? As far as like intervals.
2: Yeah. So it's, it's set up. So, um, when I did it for, for my last race, uh, she had me running, um, five days a week. Um, and then two of the day, the other two off days were kind of, uh, another piece, which I was missing kind of strength training, Mm -hmm. um, which she kind of would do 15, to twenty-minute, you know, exercises. You know, most of them were without weights. A lot of them were just um, using your own body weight or using, uh, you know, medicine balls or uh, um, the bands and things like that. Uh, you know, to to kind of strengthen core and stuff like that. Um, so the that was piece of it. And then as far as the runs, it's it's basically the way my schedule I had her set it up was to do long runs on saturday um which I've, I've grown to prefer over sunday so you're not kind of dreading the weekend um and so i would have a long run on saturday a recovery four mile run on on sunday um and then uh monday and friday would kind of be off days and then tuesday and thursday would be different types of actual um like workout runs um so anything from hill runs uh, fartlicks intervals tracks tempo runs so those are kind of the three variety of runs and, and I can touch on each of you if, if you want me to um, and then it kind of in between those on Wednesday would be another four mile recovery um, so it would be like two days on one day off three on one day off and then cycle
3: is all of your runs always outside or do you ever do treadmill
2: uh, I, I do treadmill depending on you know weather conditions and, and things like that kind of how the, the schedule is um, I for the most part, despise running on a, a, a treadmill. Um, so maybe I'll do it for recover, the four mile recoveries after that. Uh, I'll, I'll force myself to go outside and also gives her the ability to kind of see my performance and in interval splits and stuff like that, which you really can't see um, on, the treadmill, right? on a treadmill. Right. Um, so yeah, so I track all my runs. So, so she actually uses this tool called final surge, which is a, a coaching tool. Um, but it syncs up to like Strava or Garmin and stuff like that. So you funnel your data kind of right in there. Um, and it, it syncs up to the, the the workout that you have scheduled that
1: day.
0: Interesting. So and is what
1: that, about, um, go ahead, Rob, do you have to
0: say, is that like, so you didn't need to download another app or anything like that. It was just streamlined right through the Garmin.
2: Yeah. So I just use that and then you just link your, your Garmin to this, uh, this website, this tool, um, and it, and it funnels through and then usually I'll go in and put comments on it. Like I can give feedback about, you know, out of 10, what was the effort perceived effort for it? How did I feel during the run? Any specific comments or feedback? Um, and that's kind of like I was saying, how we'll communicate on a regular basis on certain runs, um, to give her kind of, you know, if I struggled with something or I felt better or, um, you know, things like that. And, and it's not really, and the good thing too, is it's, it's not really rigid. Um, and and most running coaches, people that I know that have done it, like it's flexible to your calendar. So if I was traveling for stuff and I said, you know, I need to move things and, and you know, she'll. what's great is she'll, just able then to adjust the plan kind of on the fly and and figure out kind of, um, you know, what's, what's kind of best to work. Um, so that, that was the best part about, well, that was the good part about the best though was really the accountability which, you know, when I'm doing it, I, when I'm just sticking to a plan, I'm really the only one holding myself accountable. And sometimes I'm not great with that. This was like, I knew she was watching and like, I think over, so it was 20 weeks, five runs a week. Um, so, you know, the math on that, uh, the 100, uh, 100 workouts, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, and so I think I, in that period of time, I only missed three. Wow. So, yeah.
0: so what happens when you miss one?
2: You know, I just... I shot her a note and said, Hey, I'm not gonna be able to do this, you know, that day and and whatever. And she's like, okay, do you want me to change the schedule around, you know, backfill it somewhere else? If it was a workout run, sometimes it would, if it was recovery, it is what it is. Um, so, you know, it's, you put it you get out of it what you put into it um and so it's not like you know i didn't want to let her down and look, mm-hmm. look stupid i don't think she was looking at it like that but that's kind of my own uh,
0: i was gonna say because every coach will probably have their different style right as far as like how they're gonna you know motivate you mm-hmm. but it, you know like any like to me i'm I'm the same way it's just having that other person there that is expecting you to do something and if you don't do it you're going to feel like you let them down and that's mm-hmm. pretty much what it was right it's not like she was screaming at you while you yeah, you're a piece Not of junk. You missed your workout.
2: <laughs> no, it, it was really just I didn't didn't want to kind of like let her down in that sense, and and so um, you know that that was kind of the the driving um, piece behind it. So it was it, it it was it was great. And and the other big thing though, to be honest, was really you get into those kind of you know when you're in like a training plan and you're you're ramping up towards a race. You know you get through those those spells where it's like you're dreading getting out there. But the diversity of runs that I was doing um, really kept everything pretty new um, and much, much more fun since you're not always doing the same type of runs when you have five different types of runs that you're going out some with sprinting some with hill stuff um, tempo, you're, you're challenging yourself in different ways so it, it kept everything fresh and fun and a lot more interesting and, and that was you know I for the most part over those 20 weeks the, the last time I did it, I didn't dread kind of getting out even at, you know, five in the morning on a 95 degree day to,
3: to <laughs> do that, so. When you do the like the tempo runs or the sprints and, um, how yeah. long are those or what's the distance typically?
2: Um, so the, the, the long runs, so the, the midweek runs, depending on what they were, um, as they ramped up, usually they started around six, uh, uh miles used by when I was closer, usually they were between eight okay. and 10. On the Tuesday and Thursdays, oh, okay. um, uh, based off kind of like different, uh, you know, what the runs were and the efforts and stuff like that. So whether you're doing kind of 200 repeats or on for a mile, off for a mile, or running at certain times, it really gets you used to also doing the, the uh, configuring your workouts in your Garmin. <laughs> so kind of track everything. I was going to ask. I would you remember
1: this.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, so it, it'd be one of those, right? Like the night, the night before, or at the start of the week, I'd go into you know the Garmin Connect app and. Configure the workouts that I was going to need for the week, and set up the different interval blocks and the repeat and all that stuff. So um, that stuff was kind of tedious and a little frustrating. Like I wish there was some way uh, much more easily from different tools to, to sync up workouts into Garmin. Um, but you know, small little inconvenience for for something. So.
1: Well, now that you know how to do it, you can do a video for us and show. Me. I know. I'm like uh, do I do this because I would lo- I would love sure. to see that like a little tutorial. Mm-hmm
2: hundred percent. I'm more than happy to do a little screen share and help people through it. Yep.
1: Does Jackie learned how to do a bunch of things on her garmin? I think I forgot birthday. half of it. No, I like forgot
3: half. <laughs> like that day, day I'm
1: like, yeah. We did know at Star Wars and we never had time. We were too busy running around having fun. Um, yeah. One quick question, uh, Chris, what about nutrition?
2: Um, so she was great about providing kind of advice on nutrition. Um, calorie intake and what to eat and stuff like that. If I solicited it from her, um, you know, she qualified everything. She's like, I'm not a nutritionist. Um, you know, I'm not going to feign to be it. Here's what's worked for me. Um, and that's how she kind of positioned it. Um, so some of the stuff that she recommended I tried and wasn't great. Other stuff uh, was good. Like, so now (laughs) one of my, um, and now I guess it's just a superstition, but the meal that I always have before any big race now is kind of like a nice thin crust uh, Neapolitan style pizza, like a wood fire pizza. I don't know why. I've done it now before like my last uh, four big races and she was saying she did it. I was like, oh, let me try it out. Um, so kind of small things like that. Um, as far as also kind of calorie intake, one of the things that she did stress to me um, that, that someone told her a while ago, when you're kind of running, you to try and take on, I guess, obviously, obviously different different people. So again, for anyone listening to this, um, do what's best for you. Um, But one of the pieces of advice she said for every, um, you know, hour of uh, the endurance that you're doing to take on at least 100 calories, which is not what I was doing. Um, And so I've gotten much better uh, about about that. And I think that's definitely helped me significantly.
0: One of the, uh, you always get that advice, like do what's best for you. Right. But part of enlisting somebody like this is to really push you and kind of get you outside of that comfort zone a little bit. Right. So talk about some of the things that maybe she's forced you to do that you would not normally do on your own.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think some of it really was, uh, getting yourself in uncomfortable position, places as far as kind of time, uh, speed with which you're running, um, kind of negative split training, um, and running on tired legs. Uh, So there was a lot of, a lot of that as far as, you know, the longer just your kind of long Saturday runs can, can be long, but every now and then she'd throw one in. That was kind of a a progression run. So for the pace, I, the goal I was getting to was, you know, around a nine minute mile to, to get, you know, sub four. Mm -hmm. And so everything would boil down to that. So if I went out and had a 12, 12 mile run, you would say, okay, start at, you know, a comfortable pace. And by the end of it, you know, every two or three miles you want to drop down. So at the end of it, you're slightly below your nine minute mile. So things like that, that get you a little more, you know, you're really pushing yourself kind of towards the end and, and running on those kind of negative splits. So that was part of it. And then also getting used to um, uh, these ones of kind of pushing yourself, you know, what, what I've really gotten comfortable with is everything's kind of broken up is like, this is your 5k pace your mile pace, your 10k pace, um, and then your tempo pace and and then your race pace. And so that's how you start to align like all your training. So if you're doing interval runs, and you're doing, you know, or track workouts, you know, you're doing 200 meters, five times with 400 recovery in the middle at your 5k pace, and then a a slow jog or stuff like that, that, um, you know, you're like, Oh, that's fine. And then you get towards the end of those workouts, where, I typically, probably, if I was doing this on my own, I would maybe start mailing it in. But again, I knew she was watching, and I was like, you know, I've got to hold myself to to this pace. And I would also sometimes, you know, try and push it just to kind of impress her and be like, oh, look, I did it 15 seconds faster than, than I was supposed to, and stuff like that. And, uh, so that was... That was a teacher's pet. Exactly. <laughs> People pleasers.
3: <laughs> um, so have you... And I'm sorry if I should know this, but I forget... Have you done a marathon since this? Which yeah, so Okay. The Marine Corps. Marine Corps. Marine Corps. Okay.
2: And the thing that it was ridiculous is like literally all my training was lined up to run a 355 and I ran it in 355. Wow. Like, it's just, it's Congratulations. Weird. it was just weird.
3: That is awesome. Okay. So you got your goal and then some, and now I do know that you are doing Chicago or at least you are supposed to but you have some news that you
2: announced Uh, so
3: are you you're not going to be able to do it right
2: you know as much as I'd like to I don't think I could I could go away with it with a a, a baby due to (laughs) yeah
0: you can kiss those sub four marathons goodbye
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh
3: so yes
1: yes and congratulations
0: we've all I mean we've all said it but I mean yeah this is is huge for you guys so happy for you
1: too Congratulations, Cam!
0: Do like right in October, right? So October 11th, so two it, days after that. And oh
1: yeah.
3: <sighs> and
0: according to you, you're still you're still committed to doing New York in November, right? That first oh, week of November. Oh,
2: 100. So, so that that's yes, I'm definitely doing that. Does and Kim it's notice? much easier from Boston to get down to to New York, and God forbid something happens, it's you know a three-hour car ride back and not a three-hour flight. So, yeah. um, it's a it's an easier sell. But it was funny when when she told me that she was pregnant she was like i've got great news and then she's at it and she's like i also have some news you're not gonna like. <laughs>
3: uh. was like
2: if you count out the number of weeks that puts it at october 11th and i was like oh
0: <laughs> that's okay that's i did terrible. Disneyland uh the month before silas was born you know so it's you
3: know they're yes. fine no so, um,
0: they're fine they always the first one always goes later
3: Yep. Yeah. uh, <laughs> uh. So, all right, so New York, you're still planning.
2: Yep, yep. So, um, yeah. so yeah, with the, the and, and tying it back to the kind of the running coach thing. So basically what I'm doing now with her, like I told her for the spring, I just wanted to focus on getting faster, so not worrying about endurance. So we've kind of cut down to um, just four days a week of running, uh, not as much on the long runs on weekends. Uh, so they're shorter runs in the week, but they're much more focused on, like, strengths of lots of hill work. Um, okay. Like the first – Six weeks of of into this kind of session where at least once a week I was doing like hill repeats and I swear there's there's these this neighborhood this one street in my neighborhood that probably thinks there's this crazy guy that's doing hill sprints at nine o'clock at night just up and down 12 times past their house so um, That's
3: always that's like where I live, it is so flat. Like I can't even imagine where I would do a hill, like except I was for say, a travel.
0: Want to do hill training, Chris? My house. Just come uh, on over. Miami hill. Yeah,
3: it's there. so weird. Like Buffalo is so flat. At least in my unless I travel like forty-five minutes, so I don't even know what it's I would a, do.
2: It's impossible, and it's probably the same for you to go here and not get stuck yeah. doing some kind of hills it's, yeah. oh, you know, wow. i get sick of I, I, I,
0: like like hill training is part of every run i do and it's like yeah. the other day jackie when i was when i was doing my run i was like i'm so sick of these damn hills <laughs> <I can't, laughs> there's no way around
3: you are going to love buffalo <laughs> like you're gonna be like what? <laughs> like it is so flat flatter than disney like it is so flat it's and better. i always
0: i always laugh when people complain about the on-ramps i'm like really
3: that's not no. a hill,
0: honey. Exactly. No idea. That
3: is to me. Like, I Isn't complain right? about like, uh, Frontierland, that like, little hill by Splash Mountain. I'm like, oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I'm not used to it. So hills are the way to go if you want to get faster, like, well, overall.
2: It just builds up more like, leg strength and other muscles that you typically wouldn't, wouldn't use. And so you're firing different muscles, right? And that's, okay. that's the key to, to kind of building up muscle mass. Right? If you keep doing the same exercise over and over again, you plateau. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, Ben, you shouldn't continue, you shouldn't always do hill workouts, right? The same as, um, you okay. know, you always just do flat runs. And, and so you're, you're changing things up and, um, you know, one of the things that she did have me do, which was, um, a blessing, like usually once you kind of peek over a hill and you kind of start dragging, you jog down and maintain a pace, but a lot of my longer runs that she had me do as kind of hill runs, like it was, you know, maintaining kind of a steady pace throughout it and going up, but push all the downhills um and that actually helped a lot and that was for like the rob knows the baa half which Mm -hmm. is a very hilly uh marathon here in boston like running those downhills even though i was fatigued like i felt a lot better kind of pushing them which i typically wouldn't have done Mm -hmm. um but you just kind of get comfortable after after doing something
0: just be careful not to fall downhill because it (laughs)
2: usually happens Um, you
0: mentioned earlier too uh so it's how how do you so explain maybe explain to people who don't know what that is and like how do you approach uh that that type of like sprinting
2: with the other
0: kind of point to point
2: so um if you have a track near you obviously that's great to do the small like if you're doing 200 repeats or 400s or doing a 200 and 400 200 so if you're you're breaking those up that's good obviously just because you have it visually there but if you have a garmin or any other tracker you can just set them up on there and they're they're close enough, you know, plus or minus a couple of meters to, to get you to, to do those intervals. Um, and then from the fartlek side of it, it really, I mean, there isn't a, the, the, the theme behind a fartlek is really just to break up longer runs with different cadences in between. So running, you know, um, you know, two miles warming up and then doing two minutes on, one minute off or one, you know, something like that just to, to, to basically make it more interesting and make a six mile run feel a lot shorter. Um, because you're, you're constantly changing your pace and, and kind of going back and forth um, uh, within them. And then, and a tempo run is basically just doing a longer distance than you typically would do at a pace which is right around kind of what your goal pace would be. So, um, it's really kind of pushing yourself uh, to a slightly uncomfortable place um, as far as kind of pace that you wouldn't normally do on, on a midweek run.
0: I know I don't typically run on a track, so it's for if I want to break up a run. Um, I'll just use landmarks, like you yeah. know, street sign to street sign or stop exactly. sign. You know, whatever. I'm going to run till I get to this point. There's a restaurant up here I know of. I'm going to sprint till I get there. Mm-hmm. Right? You just that, that's exactly
2: yourself. what it is. There's no rhyme or reason. It's like I'm going to go on a, a seven mile run, but for five of those seven miles, or four after you're warming up, you know, to break it up with stuff. Um, and that was the other good thing that she did. Like all the runs start with you know two mile warm ups, which I was never. Good about doing, um and it really. I always
0: make fun of those people. I'm like, "What's wrong with them? Why are they?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> it really Why does. Pretty uh, running. We haven't started yet. <laughs> exactly. It, it really does kind of. uh It's it's. You definitely see kind of the change once your body is is kind of warmed up and, and fired and everything. Um,
1: you do any type of like static. uh I mean, uh, not static, but uh, any type perfect. of stretching. dynamic
2: stuff.
0: Yeah. Dynamic
1: size <laughs> of the wrong one. <laughs> that
0: is one you don't want to be doing.
1: Before
2: yes, <laughs> a cold you don't want to be doing. Uh, um, the static stuff yeah so definitely she kind of pointed me to uh different ways to to kind of warm up um I was kind of having some shin problems uh, uh and she kind of gave me some pointers of, of things to do in different warm-ups um just with kind of heel toes and skips and stuff like that just to, to kind of get yourself five minutes before you're going to start running anyway from that dynamic stuff so she definitely would kick over um the good thing is she has this kind of library of of videos and information for anyone that she's coaching where you can kind of go in and start referencing different things, um, which is nice.
0: What about posts like your recovery stuff? Like, so active recovery mm-hmm. thing, like rest days, like how, how do you guys approach that?
2: Um, so the rest days are really, uh, I can do other cardio if I want. So any, you know, a half hour on a, you know, elliptical or bike or stuff like that. Um, but there really, she really doesn't give me much of kind of a, a anything particularly um, specific on those. Like I said, I was doing kind of the strength training on those things, you know, kind of at night for for some of those um, off days or, or recovery days. Um, so, so not not really that much in the way of, of, of what I should or shouldn't be doing, kind of on that side of it. Does
3: she give you the actual um, exercises, like? The strength training ones. so she like i don't know what it is if it's like lunges or whatever Does she tell you what they are
2: yeah so she'll in the day like the the strengths and usually it'll be three weeks in a row there'll be you know one workout for one of the days of the week and another set of workouts for the other day of the week and i'll do that for kind of three weeks in a row and so um some of them were like you know um you know eight exercises for eight pack abs right because who wants six? like things like that like quirky things or you know 15 minutes like strengths and stuff about glutes and cores and so they're all kind of thematic you know for for that night but they're what's great is they're kind of small little things it's literally 15 between 10 and 20 minutes you know two or three nights a week so it kind of makes it a little easier to do yeah
1: did you incorporate on a rolling or any type of other recovery stretching in your program too
2: Um, I was pretty good about kind of, uh, rolling after a lot of my runs in general. Um, so that's, that was just something I would typically do after, after like longer runs or kind of more aggressive runs. So I really didn't change much with that. Um, she definitely, you know, pointed to making sure that I was stretching on things or or rolling, kind of reinforcing that along the way That's awesome.
3: So in the end, are you, are you glad you did it? So yeah, we're, I mean, obviously I'm, you're still using her, so you're obviously happy with your investment.
2: Yeah, I mean I did the uh, i like I said I, I did the twenty weeks prior to the Marine Corps and then I've done twenty weeks now in the spring and I'll do the twenty weeks prior to to New York. so it's like I said i, I it's it's really all about I think if someone was very between using something like um, a good kind of workout plan that like I said has diversity of running in it. Um, So whichever kind of programs you're using and using something like McMillan or one of those things to get your paces for what you should be running at 5k or a mile or whatever, based off of your goal that you want to do or a pass run um, to kind of know what your speeds should be. If you're diligent and dedicated and you don't need it, you don't need someone kind of watching you. I don't, it might not necessarily be something for you that you want to invest in. Um, But for me, it worked just because it kind of held me accountable. So what, am I spending probably more than I should be on it and I probably could be using someone else? Yeah, probably. But I'm comfortable with her and I've seen the rewards of it and the benefits. Um, and so it, it, it's working for me. Um, so it's 100%. And, and the, the most amazing thing that I saw after it was the day, the, the recovery after like the marathon that I ran from it was not, it was almost non-existent. Like I felt wow. fine. Almost immediately after the marathon, the next day we went biking around DC like for 15 miles, and I felt. Wow. um, That's
1: so cool. And
2: and that's just because of all the miles that you're kind of logging beforehand, like I, you know, for however many months it was, the the 20 weeks I logged almost like 700 something miles. So (laughs) wow, it was. That that was the biggest benefit. Like I I wasn't hobbling around like a mess for for,
3: for, (laughs) the ice packs all over your body. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, but it's one of those things. Like you can you can have a gym membership for 10 bucks a month. And you're never going to push yourself harder by going to the gym by yourself. Cause one, you're never going to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, let's be honest, right? Like if you get anybody that gets a gym membership, you're not going to go all the time. Um, and when you have somebody pushing you, you're more apt to be invested into it. So if you yeah. put your money and we say this all the time with running, right? If you, if you want to be committed to something, sign up for a race
1: yeah.
0: yeah. and that, and then you'll stay committed to your training obviously there's a cost piece to this and, and I'm sure every trainer is going to be different. You know, every running coach is going to be different with how they charge and what they charge. But if you had to equate it to, I don't know if you've ever used a personal trainer before, mm-hmm. like what would the cost be relative to that, to like a group exercise deal? Um,
2: I mean, she's expensive. Um, she's definitely more than, I'm I'm not going to say what it is, but it's right. in the order of yeah. magnitude of a, a decent amount. It, it's, more, it's, it's relative to trying entering Doby probably, yeah. okay. yep. <laughs> um, or maybe, maybe plus a little, <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's what works for people. Like you said, I think it's, it, I think that's a great point with kind of the, the, the a trainer in the gym, right? Because once you have a trainer for a month, you know, most of the exercises they're going to teach. So if you went into it wanting to know how to exercise mm-hmm. and you got that, then why do you keep going back? It's really for someone to kind of push you and maybe try and get the best out of you. Right. Um, hold you accountable. Now, if you can do that yourself and you're, you know, you're, you're able to, to, to do that, then more power to you. I am envious of those people. Um, unfortunately I am, I'm, I guess I just become laxatistical with it, and 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 don't have that kind of internal drive. So I need these other kind of carrots put out there for me, and and, and frankly, the investments of it is another piece of it. I'm like, I'm spending all this money. I'm not yes. going to throw it away by exactly. skipping months.
1: No, ridiculous. exactly. So that would be my motivator. I'd be very motivated by the money I spend. Yeah. So um, what are okay.
3: What are your next goals, like for I guess New York? That's or- what
0: that was gonna be my last question. So what, what you- <laughs> yeah.
1: That was just what I was gonna ask. So
2: you. yeah, so we're gonna align on that. I think after. So I just had a, a half this past weekend, and I have one in three weeks. And based off of that, I think we're gonna try and align on it. Like I told her when we started talking again back in January, it was like I'm throw this out there. It's crazy. Like, I, what if I wanted to do like a 335 and 340? And she's like,
3: mm.
2: Why not? Let's see. So you know, if I get what I, I, my goal for the run to remember, which is a half up here in three weeks uh, in Boston, my goal for that is like 142. Um, If I do that, it's it's realistic that I could probably run in a a low 340s um, at the current conditioning that I'm at. So, you know, we'll see. A lot of it is, like you all know with marathons, a lot of it's mental, right? I probably could have pushed myself more and done better in that last marathon, but you know, sometimes you go to those dark places when you run. <laughs> you got to bring yourself out yeah. of them. <laughs>
3: yeah. Or you're scared if you push too hard, you're going to, like, yeah. burn out. And you're going to, you know what I mean? It's hard. You don't know.
2: You don't know at she, mile
3: eight what's going to happen at 14 at 22, yeah. you know?
2: The other cool thing about having her who is this accomplished, like, runner and, and um, you know, she's an Olympic hopeful and, and all that stuff. Like, just the tips about running, like, how she breaks up, Half marathons. It's like, okay, the first three miles, you know, you go in, it's really your kind of warm up and do that slightly around the pace you'd like to be at. You know, the next, um, let me do the math here, the next seven miles are really just get into your groove and, and run it at the pace you want to be. And then when you get to that last 5K, that's when your race starts and that's when you start sprinting. Like, that's when you start pushing yourself. Um, and so that's kind of how I've approached, you know, breaking your runs up into kind of like these three sections. Um, and the marathon, any of that stuff is, it, you know, if you kind of break it up like that, and you know, mental games you kind of play with yourself.
3: Yeah.
0: Obviously, there's a means piece to this, and obviously, there's a motivation piece to this. So not everybody would benefit from a running coach, or really isn't at a point where they, maybe they're beginning, maybe they're just not quite there yet. What advice would you give to somebody to, let's say, they don't have anybody, they don't have a group, they don't—it's them what kind of advice would you give to them to try to benefit from the idea of a running coach, but can't quite get one?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's a few things. It's one figuring out what motivates you, right? And different things motivated for everyone. Right. So if it's entering a race and setting a goal for yourself that maybe it's a race that's a little bit more uncomfortable for yourself, that's great. Being in running groups and things, obviously something like a Joyful Miles where you have a support a community around you is obviously great too to, to hold yourself almost in that sense accountable. Um, and I do think finding a, a running plan out there, maybe, maybe a running coach might not be for everyone financially or, or, or whatever it is, but there are running programs and things you can get out there for a couple dollars. You know, It's not a significant investment, but if you're going to pay $100 for a half marathon, invest $25 or $30 in a good running plan that's going to have these diversity of runs. Like if you see a running plan, it's just like there's do these long runs on the weekend and on the week do six miles this day and eight, like, that's not going to be a good plan. You want to have something that's going to challenge you with different types of runs. And then, as I mentioned earlier, you know, find out what your, um, uh, your, your paces should be at these different kind of, you know your 5k pace 10k pace etc so you're kind of building that structure for yourself so you can you can back into it and again once you're part of these running communities you know you go out and just start asking questions to people and if it's a good community people start giving you no one's at a loss for giving advice to other people in the running world stuff so.
0: see chris is trained we, this is why we bring him on the show every time we don't need a running coach you have joyful miles <laughs>
1: We're like, how We're to take a know. selfie at a mile marker. <laughs> how to do a joyful jump shot? Cute.
2: I need some training on that one. So
3: we need Chris to make us look legit once in a while. <laughs>
2: I don't know, man. It's um, it, it's actually kind of funny because everyone like jokes around in some of the groups. Oh, you're fast, or do stuff like that. With with the runners that my coach trains, like I think she has like 80 people or so. Wow. I'm probably one of those. I'm in the, like, lower 15. Yeah. Right?
1: 15. That's... Like,
2: she had 40 people around that running Boston, and of them, like, 30-something had qualified for it. It's like, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and
3: that means I'm running,
2: like, a, a sub-three-hour marathon. That's just great. Yeah. So I'm sitting there like, oh, I want to just get sub-four. I know this isn't compared to everyone else.
3: <laughs> I mean, how nice to be done in, like, three and a half hours. Wow. Like, it takes me, like, what, it was eight hours? Like, think about it. Like, Gosh, you're you're done, showered, in your hotel. I didn't even reach I was, just, think, I, the I was just thinking. Like, by that finishes,
0: point. If he finishes New York in like three and a half hours, I finished in five last year, and I was
2: I thought I was pretty good. I was like, damn,
3: that's a lot of time. That's crazy. That's I'll just so I'll bad.
2: pace you, Robert. You can just jump jump aboard the the Chris Savio train.
0: <laughs> so uh, I don't think we're gonna be. I don't even think we're gonna be in the same way, uh, you know, wave, let alone corral or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: By the way, I'm like, have you run a marathon since? Duh, you ran Dopey. <laughs> so That's That was difficult. probably, I know, That's but like, still, like, I think I should remember that. Hello?
2: That's also the great thing about, and I think you said this, you know, last year, Robert, the like having a marathon in the fall, mm-hmm. like lines you up. Then you can just take November and December basically off and just crush marathon weekend anyway. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really you don't have the pressure I don't, Yeah, I don't advise that for anyone that's no, it's true it's like not, if you're if you're looking
0: to you run the, the, the Walt Disney World Marathon or do dopey or something like that if you've got a marathon in October or November
2: oh, I mean, if if that helps
0: get good. you through the holidays it's absolutely true yeah, I need I to mean, find a fall
3: that. race <laughs> Baltimore I, I want to go somewhere new though that's my problem I just want to travel somewhere I've never been
1: but I you don't. wouldn't like the hills in Baltimore anyway so <laughs> Well, everywhere
3: seems to be hilly. After this week, seeing everyone's races, it's like everywhere was hilly. Chris, do you have um, a goal for any races, something different that you haven't done? I mean, obviously, Chicago, you probably want to try to do again in the future. Sure, and life's changing for you, but is there any marathon that you would like to I do? I mean, I entered
2: London again, and then mm-hmm. Robert decided to do it, so he's going to take my spot. i got to uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shady. I'll probably try and enter uh, the Berlin one at some point, the lotto for that, because everyone says it's fun. Uh, the major sound cool there's also the that marathon dave madoc like the one that's out in france where everyone just drinks wine throughout it <gasps> yeah so that sounds fantastic oh my god that's horrible. <laughs> horrible
0: i cannot imagine doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs>
3: they, goodness they, no, they, no i would not survive, survive.
2: It's, I it's, get past marathon. mile
3: one <laughs>
2: i think they have like wine at every water stop like
3: essentially wow. i don't like wine um, any others in the u.s I think,
2: are you done? I, I think i want to try and get into the whole like triathlon thing so we'll see oh. we'll see it's exciting we'll, we record,
0: i was gonna say we recorded this bucket list uh episode That's not gonna air until after at some point we should have had you on because we're, we're talking about a lot of the same things we just talked about last week so
1: we also <laughs> talked about things that are on our anti bucket list like events we have no interest in doing is there anything on yours like for example some of mine were zombie runs polar plunges mud runs
2: I would do the. I would do a polar plunge. Um, yeah,
1: he could join me because I was the
3: only <laughs> one who said yes. Um,
1: Rob and I will wave from our heated car. Yeah.
2: Um, you know, I I guess there are. I've done a tough mutter before. I'm doing another one of the, um, the Ragnar's again in September. Like,
3: I still want to do one of those. There's yeah. not. Um,
2: I'm trying to think. If there's any that I wouldn't. I don't know some of these you know, i i give credit to the people that run like a lot of the smaller local marathons and things like that like i i wouldn't be able to do that i have no interest in kind of running smaller like local with a few hundred people marathons i like the big atmosphere the big parties yeah. and all that stuff around those and, and all the the crowds and, and stuff that kind of get you like amped up during the races um so more power to to those people that run these marathons where it's really kind of smaller local and there's not tons of crowds and stuff. But that that wouldn't necessarily interest me.
3: Yeah, I agree on that.
2: I also don't think I'd want to run the Antarctica.
3: What about Big Sur? I was, Sur? How- I, was I, I mentioned Big Sur <laughs> last week. I didn't realize that's the biggest hill. I think in the U.S. like of major runs.
2: It's, it's beautiful out there. Is, would I, you do I, that? I would. I would definitely do that, Big Sur. Yeah. Oh, that
3: looks cool.
2: It's it's. It's really beautiful, although they're one of the bridges that you run over. If you have a fear of heights, mm. you you would pass out on that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, with a kid on the way, these plants will probably go up and smoke shortly. So, uh, you, bring the baby.
3: you could bring the baby, you bring the baby. The babies are easy, it's when they get a little bigger, then it gets really.
2: I got a year and a half,
3: <laughs> or when they're in school because well, pray, you don't want to take them out. So pray gosh, that your baby
0: is a sleeper it. because that will. <laughs> Tests
2: you in ways you yeah. haven't been tested in a very long time. So, <laughs> I've already, I've already, I got my priorities in order. We already know the running stroller that I want to get. So
3: nice, perfect. We got
0: one too. I never used it. <laughs> I like thanks. to run by myself. Thanks, I don't want to run <laughs> with you. <it too. laughs>
1: Ship it to him, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> you not see?
0: You want mine? you can have it. <laughs> uh, well, good stuff, Chris. Thank, you. thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, you're in Vegas right now.
2: I am in Vegas right now for work. It's mm. hot, really hot.
0: And you got to run this morning in the in the desert heat of what a hundred degrees?
2: It was only like ninety when I was out there. Oh, okay, so. oh, it's a... but it's a, it's, a dry, it's yeah. a dry heat.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Terrible. Well,
1: Chris, I was thinking of you. I had saw something come across my Facebook feed for pickle ice cream. And I know you're the guy who likes the pickle juice for when yes. you go on runs.
2: Pickle juice is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's, a, I,
3: it's a I, love, I love pickle juice. I, I'll save the jar when they're gone, and then I'll just try it.
0: Now, again, was that something you picked up on your own, or was that something the running coach recommended to you?
2: Uh, no, I picked that one up on – well, from reading about a, a bunch of other stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, she had given me some advice or and, and things with kind of the, to beat some of the cramping. Um, the pickle juice was really just a – Breaking what, case of Emergency type thing. <laughs>
0: what would you say in uh, kind of wrapping up here? What would you say the, the best piece of advice that she's given you has been?
2: Honestly, I mean, it's like, I think it's really just to have fun, right? Like you, uh, you put so much pressure on yourself and set goals and things. I think you forget to just go out and enjoy it. And if you're not enjoying running, then why are you doing it? Right. right. I mean, then change it up. There's other ways to exercise. If you're doing it just to stay fit, there's other things you can do to stay fit um, running does take a toll on your body and, and it's a commitment. So, you know, just always go back to have fun and changing up the runs, take some time off, do some other stuff. Maybe you get back into it. Um, but that was really, you know, when I was setting the goal, she's like, no, you're going to be fine. Like you do the plan, you go to it, we'll get you there if you buy into it. Um, but just kind of enjoy it, you know, when you get to do it. And that was really, you know, kind of it. And, and, and then if you don't get what you want, don't beat yourself up with it. Like, so, yeah. for example, the the BAA 5K that was up here recently, I kind of had a, a goal for myself with it, and I just fell short about it. And, you know, I was beating myself up, and I felt bad because I thought I let her down, and um, she was just like, yep.
0: Didn't yeah, you run the 5K? Didn't you run the 5K in like 22 minutes or something stupid?
2: It was. I wanted to get 20-something, so I missed that. A
3: minute, oh, that's the hard – like, I'm, personally, I'm not very competitive and I'm not very goal-oriented. But it, so it's like – it makes me so sad when I see people, like, run a marathon and then afterwards they're, like, mad. And I'm like, are you kidding? You just ran a marathon? Like, it's hard for me to understand the, like, being upset or mad. And I'm like, yeah. you just did all this work. <clears throat> It's I hard because my mental, my mentality isn't the same, but mm-hmm. so I, I appreciate her saying have fun because it's like you know, some days it just doesn't happen.
2: Exactly, exactly, and then you, there's always another day you can get out and run, so it's all good.
3: Yeah. All so, right. Chris, any final thoughts?
0: <laughs> Anything we haven't yeah. touched on?
2: Uh, I think we kind of hit it all. Just you
0: ladies, know? any other questions?
1: No, this is no. fantastic. This been thank fantastic. you so much, Chris.
0: Yeah, Thanks, thank you, Chris. Thank you so much. Always great to have you on. Uh, and if you guys have any questions that maybe we didn't touch on, please reach out. Uh, you can always get us at the Joyful Miles Running Club. Chris is a member there. So uh, you can always uh, touch base with him there and you know, get us as well. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter and ask us questions there as well. Um, and be sure to follow our YouTube page and subscribe to the podcast. And if you have a second, leave us a review. Those things help us. Uh, we've been getting actually some good feedback on, on stuff and I know we're a little behind on reading reviews, but, uh, we really do appreciate people taking the time out to let us know what they think about the show, what they think about joy miles, what they think about, uh, just everything. And you know, it's great and how we can help you. I mean, I know we're not qualified running coaches, but you know, how we can help motivate you guys and, and hold you guys accountable to your own goals. And, and what are some of your goals? You know, we like to hear those things too. And all that's going on at joy for miles running club right now. Um, <laughs> I mean, like Jackie said earlier and Laura said earlier, there's a lot of great races people are running. Uh, we love to hear about all the local races that Chris is poo-pooing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's really great to see what everybody's doing um, and, and, and what everybody is, is striving for. Uh, and we really do appreciate the community. So um, for Jackie, Laura, Chris, and myself, we want to thank you all for listening. Have a joyful week, and we'll see you next week.
3: Take, Take it away, Chris! Come Thank on, Chris! You, Chris. Joyful Myers! Yes, he wasn't so well. He was ready. He's been like me, me, me,
1: warming <laughs> like up. Our only guest he's <laughs> actually done that. No one else has done it. Yeah, that's why we yeah. keep having him yeah. back because he's cool like that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm even too cool to do it.
1: Oh
3: no. no. <laughs>